0: Ah,
1: Check on the M.I.C. Hi, friends. Welcome. My name is Dean. And here we go. Uh, of course, this podcast brought to you by our friends at Muse on the Mic. Great podcast about women in the industry. It's bingo month all month. Go to Muse on the Mic or musemassagespa.com today. Go and subscribe. Cantork, the makers of incredible torque wrenches. Yes, bolting solutions nobody else has worldwide. They are Canadian, so go to cantorque.com today. And, of course, Ed's Fine Imports, his are the best branded underwear, boxer briefs, pouch in the front, made for Canadians, so the pouch is a little bigger than most, uh, in Canada. There you go, and welcome to the program. So nice to have everybody around. We had some things go on here in the past 24 to 48 hours. We've got Ukraine to get to. We had a... I don't know, some kind of explosion at the Niagara border between the United States and Canada. That was big news, and everybody's freaking out about that. So We're going to talk about that, and then we're going to get into a little Israel Gaza stuff, and I brought a little friend with me. As a matter of fact, big friend. He's Emmy Award winning. He's uh, also a legend in the industry. Please welcome my friend and yours uh, from the Charles Adler podcast, Mr. Charles Adler. Sir, uh, before we get to the business of the business, before we start talking about News, if you will. That's what they. When I first got into radio, they're like, "It's not news. It's news, news, Say news, news." You have to
2: sound like you're really constipated. News. News. To
1: news. Read the to
3: news. Yeah. news.
2: Yeah, remember those air checks? News. news. <laughs> Say it with me. News. The things, the things that the wizards of radio really cared about. <laughs> oh God. I don't, The Metamucil? Yeah, exactly. I don't
1: miss those little things people don't, don't know about radio. I want to get to that, but I also want to talk about the CFL and the Great Cup in just a second. But to, to your point. Charles and I are old radio dogs. Charles is Charles is the gold standard when it comes to syndicated radio hosts here in this country. He's done bigger and better things than anybody that I know in this industry, uh, and ported into the states. But we all cut our chops the same way. Sitting in some guy's office who was shit at the job, right? Total shit at the job. Yeah. And he was telling us these things in these little meetings that all jocks had when radio was cool called air checks. Now, these air checks were a guy telling a guy like Charles who made maybe, a, I don't know, a fifth, a tenth of what Charles made, being a professional communicator going, okay, let's sit down and talk about your program and what we can do to make it better. And you're like, dude, you are not fucking qualified.
2: Yeah. No, I, th- this is this, you know, there, there are certain signs you get in your life telling yeah. you whether you're. Malevolent or benevolent. Mm-hmm. And I learned how benevolent I was by not slicing the throats of the degenerates I worked for. <laughs> I kept them alive. I humored them. Uh, At times I, I'd even <laughs> say things like, Amen, or <laughs> yeah. 100%, Chief. That's yeah. tomorrow. We'll clean
1: that right up for you. Yeah. My <laughs> thing was, is that anytime you're in an air check and they were like, I remember one air check, my boss is like, After he's like, you have to say news, not news. He's like, and um, can you stop saying the word douchebag? (laughs) And I'm like, why? He's like, because we got 100 complaints yesterday. And I'm like, okay, show them to me. He's like,
2: no. And I'm like, because you didn't get one, did you? You just don't (laughs) like the word. Show me me the FM jock, okay? Yeah. Doing a a rock show aimed at, at guys between the ages of 18 and 49. Show me any of them that have ever gotten <laughs> a complaint from a legitimate listener for using d-bag.
1: Yeah, can't, I, there's never been one. Notice like, I didn't this. say the word. Yeah, I know you can't because you're better than me. No, no, I know. I just that.
2: my 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 uh, the audience that I was targeting wasn't male eighteen to forty nine. It was a it was a lot broader, broader than that. You know, is yeah, everyone, everyone everyone at the shopping center? You know, <laughs> whether you're whether you're sweeping the shopping center or you own one of those. Chanel number five stores or whatever. Yeah. By the way, is it Chanel number five or Chanel five? Is it, um, is it, is it, yeah, that's a great question. I'm gonna have yeah, to ask my girlfriend. Yeah. She would a, know. A, 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 a question that, that only about one percent of the audience might care about. But if you can, if you can email me Charles at charlesadler.com. I don't know if it's Chanel number five or Chanel Hopefully. five or Chanel five. Give me. I the think news. It's Chanel number five. I've
1: never heard Chanel five before. Not, okay. not that I care, but I know I. <laughs> I think it's I think it's number five. I think you crushed it off the start there, Chuck. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a question before we yeah, get rolling percent. into the business? Whatever you need. Of the business? Whatever you need. Um, thanks, buddy. Amen. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. Um are you are you a CFL fan? Did you watch? Oh, yeah. Great oh, yeah,
2: yeah, no, you are. I have spent I have spent enough time in Western Canada. So mm-hmm. I haven't just sipped the Kool-Aid. I've you know inhaling the uh, yeah, yeah. IV yeah, yeah, like a jock bowl at a frat party. Give me more. Yeah. More Kool-Aid. CFL is Canadian
1: Football League, three-down football. It's older than the NFL, significantly older than the NFL. And there was a time, which is weird because there was a time, if I'm I'm not mistaken, where the CFL, like players in the CFL, got paid way more than players in the NFL. And like right at the start of the CFL, the NFL and the CFL. And then there was another time where I remember thinking to myself, yeah, the CFL like Warren Moon. You remember Neil Lumsden? I'm buddies with his son Jesse still. Joe he's still Theisman. a legend. He's a, Joe Theismann played in the league. Rocky Ishmael played in the league. Like you know, he's some big names. But like I, I can't watch it to save my life now. I I, I don't know and, what it okay, is I
2: think it, because you're in Toronto now. I mean, when you were in you know Three Pitchforks, Alberta. Was it three pitchforks or three hills? Uh, Calgary, three, no, three hills. Calgary Drumheller. Those are the I th- three pitchforks. I, I thought you went to some witch doctor school somewhere in rural yeah, Alberta. Did, yeah, Christian wrong, school. Yeah,
1: yeah. Three Hills, a Prairie Bible Institute. Yeah. yeah, from grade ten to <laughs> yeah. grade twelve. Totally right. propagandized. Yeah. yeah. It was all-
2: Listen, you you haven't lived until you've been indoctrinated by the odd witch doctor and given Kool Aid. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, the CFL. So, because I've spent a lot of time in in Western Canada, specifically Alberta and Manitoba, mm-hmm. I became a, a huge CFL fan. And of course, the game on, on on Sunday, I was naturally rooting for the Bombers. And it's irrelevant that. At one time, I was living in, in Montreal. I, you I know, haven't been a Montrealer for a long time, and I'm very yeah. much a Western Canadian, so I'm rooting for the West. I'm rooting for Winnipeg. And in the last minutes of the fourth quarter, this was just fantastic CFL ball, and any NFLer would tell you the same. It was just, it was just fantastic football. It was so fantastic that I forgot who I was rooting for. <laughs> I was just ensconced in the game. <laughs> and that tells most of us who are genuine sports fans, Yeah, okay? I'm not talking about the groupies. Not talking about the people who are trying to say pathetically not profound things on radio sports talk shows and all that kind of stuff. Just about regular sports fans. If you're a regular sports fan, the game is always bigger than the individual player and the team. It's the game. I love the game of hockey and I love the game of football. And the Montreal Alouettes were given a great game and they absolutely deserve to win the game. And It doesn't matter who I root for. I root for the game
1: yeah you know and and it's funny because purists like you that love the cfl I, and listen i didn't even know who won the gray cup until this morning like i had no idea and we put out like stories on it like people, we have guys covering it, and we it, have people there and i'm like i've been busy i've been sick all this yeah. other stuff and i'm not a cfl guy but that's no truth. no I'm you're like, a toronto oh, guy i get it i get
2: it and in in toronto it's yeah it, it, I, listen I, I lived in toronto i don't know three times four times they keep they keep bringing them back. It's like Are we leave us douchebags bags
1: about that stuff is that yeah. the point. Is that what you're saying? You want they, to go D-bag? No, no, they just me.
2: keep they just keep bringing me back to to uh, to, to and I I'm, I guess I'm a little greedy. I, I I I take the money, you know, they roll the they roll the truck up and they unload the truck so I take the money and then after 6 months a year or two I start missing the west again. I miss the, you know, the, the big sky, the big t- relatively clean sky when we don't have a, a wildfire. Yeah. But in Toronto, I mean, I wanted to talk about the CFL, and I was just told by everybody, including the most important people, the listeners, Chuck, we don't, we don't, don't care. Don't do it. You know, it's a ratings, it's a ratings it,
1: killer. Don't talk don't, about it. We don't
2: care. We don't yeah. care. So the CFL is just kind of like a, a, a private party in, in, in Toronto. And um, when when I guess when radio stations get the rights to broadcast uh, like the Argos, do they... You would know this because you you've been inside the belly of the beast. Do they actually have to pay for those rights, or do the, the Argos pay them to air you, the games? You
1: know what? I, I'm pretty sure the Argos pay. I'm 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 almost positive okay. that that there are like maybe two CFL teams who you know taking this back to like you know broadcasting, which we understand, yeah. and how much money there is in in broadcast yeah. licensing certain games. I'm almost a hundred percent positive the Toronto Argonauts actually have to pay
2: okay in in most most cases the idea is the in most cases radio stations have to pay yeah and sometimes through the through the nose uh to get broadcast rights uh, for whether it's hockey or football but the argos are a different deal Um, not many people uh, support them because the cfl is just uncool because there is still this 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 thing going on in toronto people are still waiting for the nfl to show up and my, my position on it is simple the cfl is damn good football Nothing stops you from watching the NFL. Nothing stops you from going to Buffalo. And if you do, please don't put the pedal to the metal and 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 make your car airborne. You know, that works better in the movies. Um, uh, so please don't do that if you are going to Buffalo.
1: Did you see that? Uh, big news today, and I want to get yeah. to it, which is fascinating. There is a, a car that, somehow detonated either intentional or accidental. It was in Buffalo, Buffalo Peace Bridge. Here's a little clip I want to, or just a little video, Laura Loomer. There you go. I'll get to that in just a second. But here's the aftermath. Um, This is uh, right at the Peace Bridge, Rainbow Peace Bridge in Buffalo. If you're familiar with Niagara Falls, obviously it's got two sides to it. The falls is on the Canadian side. Yes, we do own it. Bottom line is is that uh, the American side had a car leave a casino not far from the border. And it was going like 100 miles an hour towards this thing, out of control, went flying into an actual like CBP kiosk, and it exploded. I've got the actual video. I'll play yeah. it for you here. It's kind of wild. And then I want to get to some of the details because everybody's co-opting this, as you know, everybody does, right? Like, that's the big thing. It's like, hey, how can we take something terrible that happened at the border and we can turn it into possibly some fear porn? Bottom line is we don't really know about it. It Happened uh, not too long ago. But here's the here's the actual CCTV version, uh, which I find interesting because it doesn't really say a whole lot. Like the CCTV version of what we're going to watch is legitimately it just looks like Flotsam and Jetsam from, Some kind of like propane tank explosion, but this was a car. We'll watch it together. You can't really hear anything from it. Here you go. Uh, This is in Buffalo. There you go. Boom. You can see pieces of debris flying. Can't tell if it was, you know, which is two narratives that are going around. It's either intentional or not. Uh, Two narratives. You can't tell if it was an explosion. You can't tell if it was a detonation, meaning intentional. Or if it was not a control car and accidental and intentional because they wanted to actually fly that thing into the border. So um, what do you make of it? Because the, the response has been incredible. I'll get to a couple of quick stories here. Um, authorities say they have registered the registered owner of the vehicle is on certain number of passengers, thought it was one or two. Law enforcement officials conducted a video canvas surrounding area in the hour since the incident occurred. The car appears to have been in a nearby New York casino before the incident. So maybe this guy lost his shirt and decided to end it all. Who knows? Uh, but I found this interesting. A couple little tidbits. Toronto police increased patrols throughout the city for an abundance of caution due to today's incident at the Canadian-U.S. border. they will be increasing direct patrolled, uniformed officers throughout the city. Toronto police said in a post uh, this is out of an abundance of caution. A couple of mosques in the Buffalo area shut down as well. We all know the heat around Israel, Gaza. Like we all know that people are crazy and the world's divided and nutbags do shit like this, but we don't know the intentionality behind this, Chuck,
2: like at all. We don't know that either, and I guess we could throw into the woodpile that it's Thanksgiving weekend. I want in the United States. I just want to thank you know whatever forces are in play uh, for the fact, fact, fact. This was not a car heading from Canada to the states. We don't get paranoid when um, somebody you know blows up their car uh in the united states uh they may have been on their way to canada it was at the border so chances are that's what they wanted to do uh we, we don't get too paranoid about it but if it had been the other way around if the shoe had been on the other foot if the tires had been on the canadian side of the border blowing up a car just before crossing into the united states you know that uh, it wouldn't just be fox there'd just be a lot of american uh, paranoia right now and people would say we got we got to seal the border we, we got to we got to build a wall and make the Mexicans pay for it, or the Lithu- Lithuanians or the Canadians, or somebody. We've got to build a wall yeah. to prevent those dangerous Canadians from driving their dangerous cars into the United States.
1: Well, that's kind of what Laura Loomer said, and this is why I got the tweet out. And I know she's uh, basically, you know, the incredibly thick version of the village idiot. Um, but she said, more footage of the massive explosion that just went off of the U.S.-Canada border. We are under attack again. You know taking that narrative and saying that that the united states is under attack from canada yeah. and someone decided to detonate something at the border and it actually yeah. came as you pointed out from new york they were trying to get into
2: canada but yeah, they funny, were at the casino they were at an american casino probably yeah. losing uh their shirts yeah you know, probably drinking and and losing and drinking yeah. and losing and driving by the way uh, dean uh, this may not be the most important aspect of, of the story but yeah was that a bentley did they blow up a bentley
1: i don't know i was looking at some of the wreckage here's a really cool picture of some of the wreckage is pretty nice like yeah, you yeah you, you can see a bumper there <laughs> i think you can see a chair there it's impossible to tell because the wreckage is so severe well, i don't like i don't unreal. mean to
2: sound like a member of the Laurentian elite but <laughs> for, for all for all these people who are into digital populism Yes. Is he, is Chuck part of the Laurentian Elite? Is he part of the WEF? Is he part of the RCMP? Uh, uh, is he with Red China? <laughs> anyway, so I don't mean to I don't mean to sound like an elitist, but there ought to be a special law yeah. against destroying a Bentley.
1: Yeah, there should be. I don't know what kind of car it was, but if he just left a casino and lost it, all, was probably a Civic or something
2: <laughs> don't like that. Know. I don't Smart, smart gamblers don't drive Bentleys. Um, well, just a couple, a couple, of, couple of friends of mine who you know have a lot of glue, and I'm not talking about what they sniff. Yeah, um, you know, they they were asking me because they 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 think, and I don't know where they got the word. Probably, they're probably on the wrong social media site, But two of these guys um, think that it was a Bentley, and and they're upset. And and uh, in their behalf, okay, being a lobbyist for the for the rich elite, mm-hmm. um, there ought to be a law against uh, destroying a Bentley.
1: As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io. Do you believe? The good people at Factcheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists And they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life. When it comes to information that you read, go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test. F a k t c h e k dot io. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by FactCheck.io. FactCheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software IO back to the show. I think there should be two. And I think there should be a law against destroying Porsches because I'm a big Porsche right. fan as well. Yeah. Like, we I, can't, you know.
2: we can't prosecute these guys because no <clears throat> they're dead.
1: Yeah. Two guys. And they're trying to figure that out now that like the, the wreckage was so severe. They're like, ah, we don't know if it was one person or two. We're really not yeah. too sure, but the FBI is investigating. CSIS is also investigating. Here's kind of what we know. Uh, They say two people were killed, video reviewed, which we saw a vehicle entering the bridge on the U.S. side, then accelerating at a high rate of speed. Obviously, a very serious situation, said the Canadian public safety minister, Dominic LeBlanc, told reporters on Wednesday, uh, they're in question period today. And I want to play this for you because I find this kind of interesting because uh, the way it was framed uh, during question period and the, the exchange between PP, I know you're too high minded to call Pierre Polyev PP, so I'll do it. Um, just like you can't say douchebag, no oh, problem, pee-bag. I got that covered. Yeah, pee-bag. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but but PP um, wasted no opportunity to, to call this a terrorist attack, and I got to admit. I got caught up in this and i put out a tweet saying sure terror the character well, you've done something I'm...
2: that pp never does you you apologize apologize
1: yeah. yeah yeah i said hey sorry jump the gun i really apologize because yeah, yeah. it's just kind of a disingenuously stupid thing to no, do no, to you, see a, up
2: you see a car blowing up near a border and you think hey, it might there's be only terrorism. one reason yeah, yeah. It might be terrorism. but it might
1: then be... i remembered and it was funny because i remember i'll get to this clip in a second i don't remember from this like 10 15 years ago this truck driver that was watching porn <laughs> on, on on his phone and he flew right into the border. Same thing, Peace Bridge, a number of years ago, and killed a bunch of people mm-hmm. uh, because he was watching pornography as he was like driving his car, and he and yeah. his thing got stuck. to that that. So so I'm like, okay, well let's back off. Let's talk about the options. See what's going on. But Mr. Polyev wasted no time calling this a terror attack, and I'm not saying it wasn't, but mm-hmm. it was interesting because uh, Trudeau really, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, really treated this with kid gloves. Kind of answered the question between this little exchange with the two, and then yeah. he had to beat it. I want to play. But we this should story. remind
2: people that that Justin Trudeau has a security clearance, okay? And people with security clearances see a lot of stuff. Yeah, they tend to be a little more careful. Yeah, than guys like um Pierre Polie who have a who have a phone and and Laura Loomer's account on their Twitter.
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, let's watch it. That's a very good point. We'll get to that in a second. Here's the video. Let's watch oh. it together. Mr. Speaker, we've just heard media reports of a terrorist attack, an explosion at the Niagara crossing of the Canada-U.S. border. Uh, Two people, at least two people, are dead. One is injured. It is the principal responsibility of government to protect the people. Can the Prime Minister give us an update on what he knows and what action plan he will immediately implement to bring home security for our people?
3: The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, this is obviously a very serious situation in Niagara Falls. Uh, There was a vehicle explosion at the Rainbow Bridge crossing. I've been briefed by the NSIA and the Minister of Public Safety. Uh, CBSA, RCMP and Transport Canada are all fully engaged in providing the necessary support. There are a lot of questions and we are following up to try and get as many answers as rapidly as possible. Uh, We are in close contact with U.S. officials and will continue to work closely with them. Uh, We will continue to be engaged. We will provide updates. Uh, updates I can give right now is there are four border crossings that are right now closed: Rainbow Bridge, Whirlpool Bridge, Queenston Bridge, and Peace Bridge. Uh, additional measures are being uh, contemplated and activated at all border crossings across the country. Uh, we are taking this extraordinarily seriously. And, uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, I will have to excuse myself now uh, to go get further, uh, further uh, updates and uh, work on this very serious situation. Thank you, Mr. Speaker.
2: Oh, good. We all clapped. That's nice. Um, well, one, okay. one of them came across as prime minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Prime minister actually looked and sounded like a prime minister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy just sounded like a, I don't know, a small market talk show host looking for a click. Well, did that? Is that
1: not what you heard? Because what I yeah, heard. He's yeah, like, A, yeah. he calls it a terrorist attack, Chuck. And then B, uh, he's like, and it's your job to keep us safe what's going on. And C, that's something you mentioned prior to actually playing the clip. Pierre Polyev, PP cannot get security clearance to get yeah. that information. And so that's where he does it and uses it as an opportunity to make the government look like a bunch of a-holes. Right. Yeah. So I,
2: I, I tend to prefer leaders who have security clearances. Me too. I know that sounds radical and maybe to some people it sounds like the Laurentian elites, mm. but security clearances do matter. I, I just, I don't know why he thinks that, um, that it doesn't. It just—it's—it's it's, it's really, really odd. I mean, uh, he has said something to the effect that if he had a security clearance, he wouldn't be as free to talk about stuff. <laughs> How does that even
1: work? Like, And it's funny because I point that out in, in clips to your, to your point. I'm like, he can't get security clearance because he won't sit for his NSACOP top secret security clearance. He refuses to do it because he's at a material change in circumstance, meaning he's married into a certain family. We'll let sleeping dogs lie. His relationships. I mean, there are lots of reasons people yeah. will go, yeah, I'm good. But what he said was, listen, that's a trap. I can't, I'm not going to get security clearance for any of these things because I'll not be able to inform
2: the Canadian public well, yeah. of things I'm not aware of. He, How uh, does that he, work? I, I won't be able to offer information on things I don't know anything about. That says a lot about, about the level of respect he has for the audience. You know, listen, i, I worked with some sluts in news. Excuse me. News. 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 Let's see. News. News. And their attitude is the story is too good to check. So if the story looks like terrorism because a car blew up at a border crossing on a Thanksgiving U.S. Thanksgiving weekend, that's enough for me. Let's just Mm. declare it terrorism. Mm. And that that's that's the kind of thing that if you are you know what I'll call a small market talk show host or a, a less than Einstein IQ talk show host, that's fine. Now, I don't need for the opposition leader to be Einstein. I just need him to be just a little bit better than declaring something terrorism when he doesn't have a freaking clue. And can't get a
1: clue because he can't refuses to sit for the approval process to yeah. have a clue, right? So I, I'm, I, am I, I wrong? I
2: I'm beside myself. I, I don't understand why uh, people who are really, really well-connected uh, conservatives uh, don't. Yeah you know, take him to the woodshed on that.
1: I don't know, man. And they did some weird shit again, too. Did did you see the Ukraine support bill vote? Did you see that?
2: And especially if we're talking about the prairie, I don't want to get back into the CFL because I I know that a lot of people don't care about the CFL. But I got to tell you that just as the prairie is highly attached to the CFL, the prairie, because many Ukrainian Canadians live on the prairie, is highly connected to the cause of saving Ukraine from the authoritarian in the Kremlin, sometimes Mm. known as Vlad, okay, Vlad the Horrible, Vladimir Putin, okay, this genocidal dictator uh, is generally uh, allied only with other authoritarians and some members of the American right wing. Now, for some reason, uh, Pierre Polyev, the guy who doesn't have a clue and won't get a clue and won't get a security clearance, decided to vote against Ukraine, voted against helping Ukraine and I know that that's a vote that Vladimir Putin appreciates, but not too many people here on the prairie do.
1: No, no. And you bring up a good point. If you've ever been to Vegreville, Alberta, if you've ever been to the heart of Saskatchewan, if you've ever been to Northern Alberta, Peace River is another area where there are a bunch of beautiful Ukrainian people uh, that have celebrated uh, being able to be their own community, being able to love this country and do what they did in Ukraine here, which is agriculture, farm the land, Uh, um, incredible respect for the country. And and that's where his support base is the biggest, right, is in Western Canada. So, like, to shoot himself in the foot, Karina Gould came out after the vote, and the vote was this. It says, can we have a bill uh, between Canada and the United States that offers a free trade agreement so we can help the people of Ukraine when it comes to being able to support them with aid packages, support financial, trade, otherwise, right? That free-flowing ability to be able to do commerce between two countries, specifically one country that's been invaded by Russia. So the conservatives, every single one of them, voted against that support. And these same conservatives that are literally riding high in Western Canada and using that to pull their way into making everybody think it's going to be a whitewash. But let's yeah. watch the video. This is Karina Gould, and we'll get to it. Hey, let's yeah. have a listen.
0: An agreement that demonstrates Canada's solidarity, our commitment to Ukraine fighting for their freedom, for their sovereignty. This agreement is about supporting the rebuilding of Ukraine and every single Conservative Member of Parliament voted against it. I I have to say I am in complete shock about this. I thought there was solidarity amongst Canadians. I believe, in fact, there is solidarity amongst Canadians. But Conservative members of Parliament have shown their true colors. It is clear to me why Mr. Polyev has not uttered a single word in support of Ukraine. This demonstrates their lack of commitment to people who are fighting for their freedom and their sovereignty. I think Ukrainian Canadians should be concerned about this. They should be asking what is going on with the Conservative Party of Canada. Why would they vote against something that the government of Ukraine has asked the government of Canada to do and a moment when they are under siege, when they are under threat, when they are fighting for their lives and fighting for their country. Mr. Polyev purports to stand for freedom, but he clearly does not stand for freedom for people around the world. Thank you.
1: You go vote. Uh, By the way, vote passed because it had unanimous support among the other parties. These guys were the only a-holes. You pointed something out. And I want to ask you a question about it with your tweet. Many U.S. right wing politicians, not to mention right wing icons like Tucker Carlson, seem to be members of the Vladimir Putin fan club with this vote. Pierre Polyev earns his membership. Vlad P. Meet Pierre P. He wants to be your friend and he's proving it. Why? Would they vote against that aid package for Ukraine? And and is it true that he has not said a word about the support of that country and the people in that country? I didn't. I wasn't aware of that.
2: Well, uh, Polyev and and his crew <clears throat> are saying, I don't know how to say this with, with a straight face. I know the rubes buy this, but they're telling their their members, they're telling their their base, their base, their base, that this is about the carbon tax that they voted against this bill because. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't doing something for their desire to to kill the carbon tax. <laughs> Whatever. What do you mean? I don't understand. That's what they That's what they're saying. I mean, I look, yeah, but I don't understand what were the carbon tax. At the best of times, they, 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 because somehow they're connecting the carbon tax to this bill. I don't know if it means that this bill means that Canadians in sending whatever relief they send to Ukraine will have to pay some sort of carbon tax. I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't care. Cause I know the people who put out the spin and I know that it never has to do with facts. I'm not going to research something that isn't fact-based. I'm just telling you that's the spin that they, 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 they voted against this because they're against the carbon tax. So
1: not only does that not make any sense no. at all, and not only can you not connect the two, my question to you then is, if that's the case, if they're like, ah, because of that reason over there, what's the real reason? And what is the message that that sends?
2: Well, there, there, is, a real re- there is a real reason. I mean, the the sort of the big picture with conservatives is that Trudeau gives away too much money uh, to foreign causes, sends too much money out of the country, and a conservative government won't do that. And that's really what this is about. But we didn't want to say that because it's Ukraine. So Ukraine is a sacred cow for all of the... Reasons that we stated a few moments ago. So Pierre Polyev doesn't want to say that um, he doesn't. He, does, he wants to, you know, rip off Ukraine because he wants to put it in the same bucket as all of the other uh, countries that the conservatives say they won't give money to, unlike the liberals. So he just makes up this phony baloney about he's opposed to the carbon tax, and um, and the liberals didn't respect his his position on the carbon tax. That's why he voted against the bill.
1: So he tells everybody to vote against the bill and, uh, in hopes of penalizing the people of Ukraine in some way, shape, or form.
2: Well, no, it's not about Ukraine. He doesn't care about Ukraine. doesn't care about anything. He cares about uh, winning elections. He cares about clicks. He cares about uh, constantly keeping the base angry and and upset. And uh, the carbon tax is, is the button that he pushes on a regular basis. When the carbon tax ceases to upset people, he'll stop pushing that button. But oh. it, it wouldn't matter what this bill was about. This bill yeah. could be about, you know... Restoring the good health of, of jackasses, and uh, he would vote against it uh, because it, 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 he's into this jackass thing about the carbon tax. And I'm not even—I'm not even a big proponent of the carbon tax. I'm not—not not one of these people believes that you know carbon taxes are reducing emissions significantly and helping in the war against global warming and all that. I just it, 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 so I get—I get—I get bored with with many of these causes, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not—I'm 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 not big on that one but i am not big on on on, on uncreative shallow bs and so is that just a hat
1: tip? tip is that just a hat tip to put Poot, putler as they say is that just a hat yeah, yeah, tip yeah. to the I same mean, people in made, other countries made, that want made, the same yeah, thing
2: just made just made points not, and it's not about necessarily making points with putin but it is to make points with those people who do want to make points with putin mm. those people who do venerate putin they uh they love authoritarians around the world, including Putin. Have you ever heard Donald Trump say a negative thing about Vladimir Putin? Never once. Okay, so I have no idea how many hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians he has now killed. I have no idea precisely how many thousands of Ukrainian children he's kidnapped. 20,000. But, but there might there might be a good reason to condemn uh, Vladimir Putin, but uh, Donald Trump and other people who are kind of Trumpy, like yeah. Tucky, Tuck, yep. tuck, tuck, Tucker Carlson yep. uh, never have a negative thing to say about uh, Vladimir Putin.
1: Well, it's because they they get money for it. That's my opinion. I mean, it's a dangerous thing to say, but might be, I mean, might, you know, it might
2: might be difficult to find Pierre Polyev saying many negative things about.
1: I haven't heard anything. Putin. I mean, you know, we have heard him say nothing positive about Ukraine. We have heard him say nothing <laughs> negative about Vladimir Putin. We have watched him walk that tightrope of authoritarian friendship. Uh, you know, the 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 the, the repetitive rhetoric. That we hear from him when it comes to woke gender ideologies. Oh yeah, everything lines up, dude. Woke, woke,
2: woke. Anti woke. Wow. What a yeah. what a gutsy guy. Anti woke.
1: He doesn't even know oh, the God. meaning of the word, dude. It's just crazy. <laughs>
2: and and, and, it, and it, you know this the, is such bush league politics. I mean, I, I as a Canadian, I'm always embarrassed about some of the stuff that is in our political system i mean there's so many countries talking about serious stuff when it comes to you know the realm of politics and i'm always worried that they might tune in you know to canadian politics and and find us going woke Woke."
1: (laughs) (laughs) just one of the same um and it was funny because you know you can lean into the authoritarian stuff and you can see the support for different things or the the lack of support for certain things and watching him go hard in the paint the other day um you know against really you know the innocents or the people in gaza his incredibly militant support of certain things and you had a tremendous interview with tasha caridian yeah uh in your latest podcast talking about some of the essentials and what's going on in that area of the world. And I found it interesting because, you know, it, it it almost seems like, like we're in this virtue signaling political phase, right. Where, you know, we're not here to help. We're not here to find solutions. We're just here to figure out a way that we can bastardize yeah. really yeah. terrible things. Like, and I think about the hostage thing, right? Like I watched Pierre Polyev like, re, you know, release the hostages. But, and to your point about Ukraine, didn't say I hasn't said an effing and I did that for you. effing word. Yes. 20,000 Ukrainian children who were kidnapped and they're still missing. Not a word.
2: No. Not a word. Thanks for leaving out your favorite word, Uck. You're welcome. You left out Uck. I did it for uh, appreciate, you. Appreciate that. Appreciate You're welcome. that. Ak, You're welcome. Ak you. welcome. you, my friend. <laughs> anyway, so so here it is. Um, Tasha Carreton is on with us. Tasha writes, uh, the Tasha Kerrin writes a calls so the national post. She's got her own, uh, sub uh, she's a former, uh, talk show host. She's an author. And, uh, you know, as far as conservatives go, uh, she's definitely one of my favorite conservatives. People say, aren't you going to say anything nice about conservatives? Yeah, there are many conservatives I like. And Tasha Carradine is one of them. So I interviewed her on the podcast. You can download the podcast, go to Apple, Spotify, your favorite podcast platform and find the Charles Adler show podcast. And the latest episode is with Tasha Carradine. And she points out that so much of this anti-Israel, anti Uh, Zionist, uh, you know, propaganda, Uh, so much of it is motivated, fueled, subsidized, paid for by China, by Russia, by Iran, and it's not even because those countries give a hoot about little Israel, they do care about being on the other side of the United States, and so they attack Israel, but what they really are attacking is uh, the United States, and so uh, Israel is a proxy for the United States as far as uh, China Russia, Iran, and some others uh, go, and so that's what uh, much of this is about. And she also got into the business of colonialism. It's not difficult to define colonialism. You can you can go to Google, and when you go to Google and you go to a little bit of history, you find out that, guess what? Iran, Russia, and China have been practicing colonialism for a very, very long time. I mean, like China gobbled up, gobbled up. Guess whose favorite country, the country he comes from? Tibet, guess yeah, the Dalai Lama, one of the yeah. nicest people on earth. His country was stolen from him by China. Why? Because China practices colonialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, U- Ukraine gobbled up by the Soviet Union, which practiced colonialism. Iran, colonialism, uh, using some of their proxies, uh, Hamas, uh, Hezbollah, and others. Um, but the larger point is, in the in the in the Muslim world, all of these Arab Muslim nations, all of them have been practicing colonialism. Uh, for the longest time. And so this idea that Israel is the bad colonial in the Middle East is ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. the, it can can some people support the idea that Israel is practicing colonialism with respect to uh, the West Bank? Yeah, go ahead, fill your boots, make the case. Uh, but uh, as far as colonial powers are concerned, Israel pales in comparison with uh, so many of its, uh, its its enemies. And this isn't about taking sides in a conflict. I just like to take the side of you know, facts versus no facts. Mm. And uh, for those people who say that Israel is the big bad colonizer in the Middle East, uh, that's just, uh, as, as Dean would say, effing, effing uh, ridiculous. And uh, as, as far as uh, the progressive forces, the woke, woke, woke forces uh, supporting Hamas, that's beyond crazy. Mm. Um, you know, unions supporting Hamas. Try to organize a union in Gaza. See if you can still hold on to your hands and feet. Um, women, women, progressive, feminists, try yeah. to be a feminist. Try to, get, try to get an abortion in Gaza and, yeah. and, and, and see what happens to you. Uh, gay, uh, they, they talk, there's a group called Queers for Palestine. Okay, you try being openly queer. You try being openly gay in Gaza and see what happens to you. So, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on and a lot of, frankly, uh, stupidity going on. And there's, there's one more thing about stupidity that I'd like to put a word in for, because I have a feeling with 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 Dean Blundell, I've got a friendly platform on this. Yes. Uh, I am not crazy about people waving foreign flags in no. Canada. No, I don't want to pass a law. No, I don't want to put people in prison. But I'm, I'm a Canadian. I'm a proud Canadian. Yeah. I could hyphenate myself. I could talk about my country of origin. Dean could talk about his country of origin. We could we could hyphenate ourselves. We choose not to. Okay. I live and breathe Canadian air. I thank Canadians for the life that I have. And do I wave a flag occasionally? Yeah, I wave a Canadian flag. Mm-hmm. And when I see people on the streets who want to uh, support certain sides and certain conflicts, uh, waving uh, waving foreign flags, I don't mean to Archie bunker the conversation but it really frosts me it gets under my skin thank you for giving me the opportunity to say it on your platform
1: oh man i you know what I, I went hard in the paint on that the other day and i you know i had a quick conversation and then yesterday or sorry today we did a podcast with joanna johnson who is a real good friend she's an educator she's got a great podcast called unlearn 16 And we were talking about protests. We were talking about the nature of protests and foreign protests where people are protesting against something that is highly religious, that is nothing to do with Canadian democracy, people getting to and from work. And and you know what? She changed my mind in one perspective where she said, hey, listen, you want to go and protest something that you want to go and protest something that Canada has the ability to affect change in, do it in government offices Don't do it in the street. Don't don't prevent people from getting to work. But it's a little deeper than that for me. To your point, the issue that I have is, okay. listen, I get it. You've got family or history somewhere. I'm an immigrant to this country. Your family came over here, um, you know, as a result of the Holocaust, Chuck. Like, you know, there's an appreciation that you and I have for being allowed into this country. And I grew up with the idea. And my I remember my dad saying this to me because we were young British European people in this new country. It was freezing cold, by the way, because we immigrated to like Jasper, Alberta, and then Rosetown, Saskatchewan. And it was just a mess. And I remember my dad saying to me when I was growing up, he goes, listen, there's one thing you can't do, and you cannot commit a crime in this country because you will get deported. And if you get deported, you're screwed because we have to live and abide by the rules of the country that has allowed us in to do what we do, which is make a living, which is a better living than we'll be able to make anywhere else. We can raise you in a safe country, which we cannot do where we were from, nowhere near as safe. And keep in mind, I came from England. I mean, that's not it's not a war torn country. And so I thought you were if, from Poland. No, no, I just look <laughs> Polish. And, and uh, I was going to say something else once said um. I just look Polish. um, But, you know, that's the appreciation I grew up with. And so, you know, I even grew up being an immigrant where I would see these bumper stickers where, you know, it said I'd rather be in GBR, Great Britain, you know, and I'm like, and I remember pulling up to someone when I was younger going, well, then go back, yeah, go dude, back. <laughs> like go back to England. If you don't like it here, go back. I take extreme offense to yeah. people flying different flags while they're hurting people in other countries for something that's not happening here due to a variety of reasons. And I like to chalk it up to religious extremism because it's really all we see, right? Like y- you're not going to get a normal academic that go, Hey, do you want to spend your Saturday with a flag from like 20,000 miles away attached to the end of a broomstick preventing people from getting into Mount Sinai hospital? Cause you're just that pissed off. Everybody will say no and F O if you will, Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. That's just how I feel. And and, yeah. and you know what? In, there's no room for that conversation. Like I, I tweeted some stuff. Everybody called me a. What did someone call me a genocidal freak the yeah, other yeah. day? Because I I'm like, mean, yeah, By so the way, stupid.
2: that that, I mean, that 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 phrase "river to sea" is a genocidal phrase. And it, once again, you don't have to go to do much more than Google. You don't have to get a library card. It's not heavy lifting. You know, "river to sea" means no Jews. Meaning, wipe out the Jews, destroy the Jews. Live between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea. That is called Israel. So from river to sea means wiping out Israel, wiping out the Jewish state. If that's not genocidal, mm-hmm. sue me.
1: Mm. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Uh, I think a lot of people do. The support that I got from every side uh, when I said, hey, you know what, enough, enough for the foreign bullshit on, on our soil um, was... Was awesome. It was shocking, almost as shocking as this Rebel News boat cruise that I I was hoping you'd go on. Actually,
2: I, I don't. I don't want to go near that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: don't, don't want to go near that.
2: No, <laughs> you, you know, no, no, thanks. Are you sure?
1: Because I thought no, no, maybe no, get no, Chuck no, a couple no, of nice like no, like
2: no, uh, cruise some no, cruise wear. No, no you no. know, I, I don't. I don't talk about him, and and he doesn't talk about me, and that 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 works out. Just dandy. Okay, so you don't want me to play this video I got ready. <laughs> well, you can play any video you like. I'm just not. I'm just not going to get into the whole conversation about that uh, organization. You know.
1: Okay. All right. Well, so I'm just was figuring. I thought maybe you might no, want to go not, for a not, cruise. Not, just not, not, not. into it.
2: Not into okay. it. God. I like river cruises, by the way. <laughs> I do. I was um, cruising up and down the Danube River a number of years ago. And I found out that while it may be the blue Danube in the movies and in music, it wasn't blue. A little brown? It it wasn't blue. (laughs) And and I'm told by the old timers there, it hasn't been blue for a very long time. People throw All stuff right. in the Danube. Yeah, I
1: know what they throw in the Danube too. All right, I get it. Yeah, it's the same thing with the Detroit River. You I mean, don't go swimming in that thing ever because yeah, you'll never be yeah. able to eat cheese again.
2: Now, I have no idea how many hog farms are near the Danube. <laughs> Probably too many.
1: <laughs> is that how it smelled? Anyway, thanks for doing this, dude. Appreciate it. Great Any, to see
2: anytime, you. It, you know, one of the reasons I love doing this show is because we always get to talk about animals. <laughs> Well, you're I not going animals. on the cruise, I so... Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like far-right cruises, but I love animals. <laughs> Charles Adler's podcast, go
1: and download, subscribe, wherever you get your fine podcast. It is... Excellent to see you today. As always, his three minutes that matter is a feature you need in your life. It's part of his podcast as well. It's a tremendous little three minute feature where uh, he really digs into something uh, pretty significant and and he popularizes it in a way and makes it digestible in a way nobody else can much like his podcast, The Conscience of Media in This Country, uh, go and download his podcast today. At Charles Adler is where you can find him on Twitter. You'll find everything there. CharlesAdler.com is his website. Charles at CharlesAdler.com if you want to get a hold of him. And uh, anywhere you get your fine podcast, including at Crier Media, Crier.co. But more importantly, anywhere you see this man's name, rate, subscribe, go and join him on his journey as he tries to educate Canadians as to the humanity uh, of the news. Sorry, news uh that we receive on a daily basis brother it is always good to see you thanks so much for taking time today amen chief all right buddy i'll talk to you soon (laughs) ladies and gentlemen the very happy charles adler god i love that guy he sent me a picture because he lost his hat the other day he couldn't find his head he's got like a black hat he's wearing a white hat he's like i can't find the black one he's like it went into the same sock hole into the dryer and then he sent me a picture about 20 minutes later and he had this beautiful smile on his face you have and i'm like my guy, why am i happy i'm just looking at my friend charles smiling man i love that guy uh go and download his podcast charles is where you can find him as well but his podcast just pump it into any uh podcast hosting service whether it's google apple spotify and you will find it i highly recommend you rate subscribe as well uh have a great day everybody really appreciate you being here as always brought to you by our friends at muse massage spa go to muse spa.com it is bingo Babolicious bingo month uh and my friends have a great podcast it's called muse on the mic they're talk they're incredible advocates for women and men in the industry people that work in the oldest industry in the world how to be safe why equality matters and what it really means to be in that industry so not only is the podcast tremendous where they give you a behind the scenes look at what happens in different parlors and different places where you can go and get that service uh, but these girls are just absolutely brilliant they're educated they're smart uh, and you can find them at 1290 Finch Avenue West, Toronto, Ontario. You can go pay them a visit, but go and download, subscribe to their podcast as well. It's called Muse on the Mic, Emily and Riley, lovely people. Uh, we're also brought to you by our friends at Cantor, Canada's Assembly Tool Experts, new website coming very soon. Uh, if you're in the market for uh, something that needs a bolting project, doesn't matter the scale, they have your solution. They rent, calibrate, maintain, they'll custom fabricate any industrial torque tool that you need for any bolting solution that you need a solution for. Doesn't matter if it's a nuclear railroad, they've got it. Colin's the man. Make sure you go to their new website, which is coming soon, or just go to their website now. You can learn more by clicking on that little button and ask Colin if he can help you out. It uh, doesn't matter where you are. They do business all over the world. He was in Dubai last week. Guy's crazy. Um, but go there if you need any bolting, loosening, or fastening solution. Cantorque.com, Canada's assembly, assembly tool experts. And, of course, Ed. Ed's fine imports. His gits, we wear them. So can you. Luxury boxer briefs, pouch in the front. Right now, Gitch3 is your promo code. You get a free pair of underwear right now. Free pair. Totally free. Totally free. When you go to edsfineimports.com, you order three or more. That's right. Three or more. You get a totally free pair of underwear. These are luxury branded underwear, people. Unbelievable waistband. I wear them all the time. No one ever complains when they see me in them. And I've got old man ass. Trust me, these things do wonders. They're like a push-up bra for your midsection, fella. So make sure you go to Ed's Find Imports and order your pair of Gitch today. Gitch3 is your promo code. You'll get a free pair. Thanks, Ed. And thanks to our friends at Gitch for making this possible. Thanks for Charles being here as well. Thanks to you for taking some time with us. Uh, don't forget, you can get everything we do at Cryer Media. Go to Cryer.co today. You can also find us YouTube, Cryer Media on YouTube, Dean Blundell Show on YouTube. at its Dean Blundell on Twitter. Cryer Media around the social horn Have a great time today, everybody. Love the ones you love. I think that's, I guess I love the one you love the one. Something like that. Anyway, just be nice to each other today if you can. Have a wonderful day. Bye, friends.